0: this week why staying overnight in haunted accommodations is so much fun until it isn't as you'll hear in a moment now i don't know if you're anything like me if you are uh, you love the excitement of being in haunted buildings now this wasn't something that i enjoyed right off the bat it took me a while to kind of gain that love Through investigations that I've done over the years So I was a paranormal investigator Today I am a ghost guide I also uh, write articles on ghosts and haunted places So I still have a deep and powerful connection and fascination with haunted locations So the idea of being in a haunted building overnight You know, within... The law—you're not uh, doing it illegally. You are there. You've paid for the room. You can wander a location and uh, have free reign, or even just stay in the room itself and maybe draw the energy towards you. All of that is wonderful to me. So I uh, had it pop up in my head during the week, and I thought, what a wonderful topic for the podcast. So that's what I'm going to talk about. Now, I wanted to start with some general information. I didn't really want to dive into my own personal experience right away. I I kind of want to set this up. Because if you've never stayed in a haunted location, this could be kind of like a classroom setting for you. to, To learn what it is like and why these places are so unique and amazing. So for this, I decided I'm going to do a live Google search. Right now, right in front of you, technically, I'm going to do a Google search, and I'm going to see what pops up. So I've already picked the topic. Now, I haven't done this search in advance, just like with my uh, strange news video segments on the Ghost Guy Daniel YouTube channel. I, I like to be surprised. I want it to be in the moment so that you can see, or in this case, here, my surprise and potential confusion. Okay, so I've gone into Google. You can follow along if you'd like. And that way you can see what I'm seeing. Maybe if you're in different parts of the world, you might see something different. But what I'm seeing for the term haunted places to stay. That's funny. When I do that search, it just pops up in Google. Um, it drops down and says haunted places to stay in Williamsburg, Virginia. So I don't know what it is with this Williamsburg, Virginia. That, uh the fact that Google, that's the only thing it recommends in the drop-down. I'm going to say this could very well be one of the most haunted locations. you know, I'm going to open it in a, in a different tab. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, technology. All right, I'm going to open it in a different tab and come back to my original search because we're focused. So I have a bunch of things here. Now I am personally in Canada up near uh near toronto i'm in the city of hamilton and uh it's but i can see the first few here that pop up are not canadian so you know what i'm going to do them both uh there is because about five down there is a haunted hotels in canada thing i'm just going to go over a couple of them if i have any personal experience starting with the canadian ones uh oh yep there we go uh the hostel that they've put inside the Ottawa Jail. I have quite a bit of experience with that. Uh, you can actually read on the website. If you go to ghostwalks.com. And just do a search for Ottawa Jail. I posted an experience I had. That involved a small group of people. Including myself. A Ouija board. And the uh, the jail cell of a condemned man. So I'll let you experience that on your own so the ottawa jail i can see why it tops the list that is a very haunted place we are not talking about accommodations haunted we are talking about jail um what's the word i'm looking for uh the 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 pain that they felt from being prisoners in a jail that's a very different level so any jails any asylums that you see uh, highly recommend staying overnight if this is what you're looking for like myself uh, there's a place in Algonquin. It's called the Algonquin Resort that comes up on the list. Room 202, I have heard of this one, in Winnipeg's Fort Garry Hotel. Uh, Edmonton's Fairmont Hotel, McDonald. I haven't heard that one. Oh yeah, a bed and breakfast in Kingston. That's uh, that's foreshadowing what I'm going to be talking about later. This one's called the Hochalaga. Hochalaga Inn. Uh, Victoria, BC, Yarmouth. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, nothing really else is standing out to me. Red Coach Inn in Niagara Falls. I haven't heard of that one. Anyway, uh, and then, yeah, I'll just like, I don't want to get, this isn't the focus of the podcast, but I just want to see anything. So, oh, the Stanley Hotel. So I'm in the American one now, Stanley Hotel. Uh, if you don't know, that is the hotel that the Overlook from the book and movie the shining stephen king's book is based on so uh stephen king stayed at the stanley when he wrote the book and he based kind of its feel it's in it's in colorado Um, yeah not really nothing else in this list is really standing out to me I highly recommend it checking it out though just do a search in Google haunted place to stay I went in the first one which is forbes.com and there's a huge list here which I don't recognize anything on this list I don't oh the Hawthorne in Salem I have heard of that one although personally and please do not get angry at me for this personally I am NOT a huge fan of Salem in general I when i visited i just felt their tourism was kind of overblown their history amazing i love the fact that there's a connection with nathaniel hawthorne he grew up there and the house of the five or seven gables i forget but uh that uh, connection there the history is very deep very interesting but the whole witch trial thing i think has gone overboard i'll give an example uh very quickly there's there's a museum there i think it was just called the salem museum or something you go inside and i expected to see these wondrous displays which they had but then they they put you in this room and up above your heads i I don't know if this was from the 70s but for some reason some american tourists tourist things that ones have not been updated they were obsessed with animatronics we've come a long way when it comes to robots and uh, they had this animatronic show with these little robots that would talk and the mouth would move but it didn't really match what they were saying (laughs) uh, I I know what they were going for but just seeing the outdated robots doing it just kind (laughs) of I don't know it it was a little bit laughable that's just my own personal opinion Uh, the Lord Baltimore Hotel is it anything to do with Edgar Allan Poe Guests and staff have seen a little girl wearing a long cream-colored dress and black shiny shoes running by the open doorway bouncing a red ball. It sounds like she's having fun. That's that's a good thing, I guess. It's so funny. Uh, the article here in Forbes, it went from America's 25 Most Haunted Hotels where it's always Halloween, and the next article for some reason it chose was the 10 best clean natural and organic shampoos <laughs> to try now uh, anyway, i don't think it's a shot at the paranormal i just i'm used to seeing stuff like that but anyway i digress so yeah uh do a search for that haunted places to stay and for some William- reason williamsburg virginia <laughs> which i'm going to look at later so there are a lot of places out there and the question you might be asking is what's all the excitement you know, why is it a popular thing to stay overnight in a haunted place? And it all comes down to the anticipation. So you can stay overnight in a regular hotel and feel calm and just, you know, generic rooms, nothing really special about it. And then, you know, a couple months after your vacation, people ask, oh, how was your vacation? And you're like, yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, anything to report? I tried this nice restaurant. And I uh, had the coffee at a famous coffee place and uh, had their uh, their donut or whatever. But that's usually where the story ends. So if you add this element, not only is it exciting in the moment to be overnight in a haunted place and something might occur, you know, you can do a little investigation, even if you're not an investigator, but as well, it gives you a story. And that that was, you know, an important part of it, which I'm going to, prove in a moment with my own personal story from a bed and breakfast in Kingston Ontario very historic city if you don't know so it gives you a story to tell so when that person then asks you again well how was your vacation you're like yeah I tried that donut but nothing was like (laughs) staying overnight in the infamous room at the Stanley Hotel and I I heard uh you know little girls in the hallway going play with us Danny and uh (laughs) you know fellow with an axe i don't know um so it gives you that story to tell and you know if by chance you're lucky enough to have something ghostly occur then the story is just going to be so much more powerful but either way i mean you can say i stayed in the infamous room and that is something that will be with you for the rest of your life. So the more they talk about the infamous room or the infamous hotel, you say, yeah, yeah, no, totally. I stayed there. I braved it. I'm super brave. So haunted accommodations can occur in different ways. Uh, you have bed and breakfasts, which were my most of my interesting experiences were at these places, because bed and breakfasts are houses. Now houses are going to have that extra energy of having people live in them as homes for many years so it's a more personal feel the energy is is much more heightened but then you have the other style and what you have is hotels now hotels are haunted in a very different way so it's not that more personal haunted feeling of the person who built the the house or lived in it with their family What we are talking about is a mishmash of energy. So thousands upon thousands and if hotels have been around and very popular, even millions of different people from different walks of life, from different parts of the world, have all gone and stayed this place. So the room that you're currently staying in, if you're listening to this in a hotel room, could have had millions of people that have graced its presence over the years. Hopefully... It's not the same bed. (laughs) It's not the same mattress or bed covers that they've they've used over all those years. I assume you're in a high-quality hotel, although a lot of those historic ones are not. Uh, The Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles is a good example of that. If you haven't watched the documentary on Netflix, I I highly recommend it just for the fact that they get a little bit too, I think, insensitive when it comes to the um, surrounding the murder of that young Canadian girl. But the history that they create, the fact that they found people former manager, former employees, and even former guests makes it worth the price of admission, which is nothing if you already have Netflix. So the Cecil Hotel is a good example of how negative energy can kind of take over a place and turn it bad and the Cecil is a, is the pinnacle of being turned bad. And for that reason, I've wanted to stay there forever. I think I've lost my chance. So they, they might reopen it in the future as a uh, scrubbed up version now that the housing prices have gone up. But uh, anyway, I'm getting off topic here. So Cecil Hotel is a good example of this because of the energy in such a place where violence has occurred and disturbed violent people have stayed and kind of left their impression on the space. So if you're staying in a room in the Cecil, which I've seen from the documentary, I mean, just looking at the room through my television, I'm seeing something that gives off this very negative vibe. And I can only imagine... How it feels to, to stay in there overnight and now that i've taught, i just basically talked myself out of it so even if it reopens chances are i won't go ah, who am i kidding I, i'm gonna go I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay overnight i'm gonna i'm gonna bring my hazmat suit to wear and i'll, I'll, I'll enjoy myself i'll be able to check it off the bucket list now i, I talk a big game when it comes to these locations but uh the question i'm sure many of you are yelling at the at the whatever you're listening this on whatever device is a, you know if you can talk about this but have you had experiences of your own now not so much today but you know over the years i've stayed in many a haunted location uh, i've even gone back to the ottawa jail because personally i have a I have a, a special bond with that place from my experience but this one here kind of stands out for me because it wasn't so much that I had an experience. It was extremely negative and sits in my mind as 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 a bad thing. Like I wanted to have stories to tell, but this is one of those stories that if, if I had to do it again and I knew what was going to happen by staying there and, and my actions, I would have chose not to and just let the story go. Now, I'll leave the the bed and breakfast that it happened at. I'm not going to mention the name. I do remember it, but I don't want this to kind of be bad press for them because please understand, it was mostly my fault that I brought this upon myself. I'll explain. There's a technique in the paranormal. The technique is known as goading the spirit. Now, I've personally used this many times in the past It's the pressure of running an event and being the host that 20 or 30 people are staring at you and expecting something to occur. So when nothing happens, you're basically standing there, you know, not knowing what to say. It's a little uncomfortable. And I've gotten good over the years at kind of, you know, rolling with the punches because a lot of times... The ghosts won't come through they won't talk they won't i think they're doing it on purpose if for whatever reason they don't like me and they want to prove a point which i've had many a point proven to me by many a ghost so it's not anything bad but goading the spirit is where you use your knowledge of what's haunting a location to attempt to make the spirit angry now it sounds bad but it is not. Uh, this is the type of thing where you can just kind of stir up the energy. So, anger is an energy, just like anything else. And by stirring that up a bit, you're hopefully opening the door so that the spirit can come through and maybe communicate with you. And many, maybe, uh, you know, give you some information, or you know, you know, in in some senses, you know, you're showing for the crowd, you know, who is very curious to find out more about. The spirit. In some cases, they just might need that little shove to come forward and do something. And I know it sounds crazy, me explaining it right now, but believe me, it's it's happened before, and I've I've used the technique to great success. So goading the spirit is to make the spirit angry, so it proves its existence. Now this was back in my early days, and I didn't know really what i was getting myself into so it was me and my wife at the time now x we were staying overnight at a bed and breakfast in kingston ontario now if you haven't been highly recommend it but they got all these old victorian mansions uh, spread throughout the city and some in these specific neighborhoods and because there's a strong tourist market in kingston they were able to convert many of these houses to bed and breakfast so you didn't lose a lot to the wrecking ball over the years thankfully and i am a huge fan of that you know using history and using ghosts as a way to save historic locations so we we're staying overnight in the one house and we had heard rumors i believe it was featured in uh, one of john robert Columbo's books who's a, a author of ghost books and We wanted to see if we could stir something up now the technique of goading the spirit in this case was very subtle it was only before going to sleep that night Uh, after a very long day we're tired but we you know we got to do this investigation we want the some experience to happen so we could take it with us and maybe tell the story later so you know you, you just before bed you say to the empty room if there's something here make yourself known now if i were to pick the most common statement that's ever been uttered during a paranormal investigation i would pick that one if there's anything here please prove your existence please make yourself known that was really the end of it for us uh, it, uh, there was other times that i, I kind of said in my side of my head uh you know that uh you know you you're probably not strong enough to do it I, there was a little bit extra that i added to that but i didn't say it out loud i kind of just felt it and put it out into the energy of the room and at the same time we were we were both kind of visualizing all of the spiritual energy coming at us that was probably the catalyst right there i'm just realizing that now we were visualizing all the energy in the room coming at us and like surrounding us before we went to sleep <laughs> What was I thinking? I'll tell you because, you know, it's you're at a relaxed state when you're sleeping and you're kind of at the mercy of whatever's over. It's the same thing with the living, right? If you're sleeping, you're very vulnerable. And to, to invite that at me, like not knowing, it didn't feel negative, but who knows what I was inviting from different spaces inside the house. You know, it's like a, basically a call out to some psychopathic spirits like, yeah, come on in the room, see what you can do. (laughs) Oh, I realize how ridiculous it sounds now. But anyway, I did it. I'm sorry, but I did it. (laughs) So what this led to is us going to sleep. And I had a dream. Now, I, I vividly remember portions of this dream, which if you know me, you know, I just I don't remember my dreams at all. I could have a dream. I had dreams last night. And maybe like one image or two images come but I won't remember details. And I've tried my darnest to to remember my dreams because I know there's value in that, but it just so far is impossible for me to do that. And the the fact that I can remember vivid parts of this to this day, I mean means it's stuck. And what I was seeing is I was seeing my then wife uh, being murdered in front of me. And it was so over the top. Like think the most disgusting and terrible horror movie that you've ever seen and that is what was playing out in front of me and I was like obviously freaked out by what I was seeing and then I woke up now after waking up you might think okay it was just a nightmare Daniel you came into this location thinking of this going to be the worst you set yourself up for the nightmare and if I were to say I woke up and then nothing happened I would 100% agree with you on that one however that wasn't the case so I wake up, and what do I see? But my very uh, scared-looking uh, ex, she's staring at me, and like she has a, she's uh, this this terrified look on her face. And before she could say word one, it then hit me. I, I was extremely nauseous, and it just took all my power to get up out of the bed, run to the washroom, and and I threw up. It is like it was just seconds from one thing to the next, waking up, seeing her face, running to the washroom to throw up. And it wasn't until after, you know, I kind of felt a little better. I was sweating. I wasn't sick because the minute I threw up, everything was fine. I didn't feel sick or anything. There wasn't anything left over. But we, we got together, both kind of freaked out. I told her what I was dreaming. She mentioned seeing something can't remember for the life of me what it was, but she also saw something violent and disturbing in her dream. We woke up at the pretty much the same time, her a couple seconds before me and that's why she looked so freaked out because of her nightmare. and I was freaked out because of my nightmare and then the nauseousness, uh, nausea that followed that um, caused me to throw up. So uh, we kind of dialed it back after that. <laughs> I, uh, I said to the empty room, okay you've you've made yourself known <laughs> thank you thank you sir madam for for proving it but please uh, please oh great ghost don't don't uh cause any more problems again i uh I, we've learned our lesson <laughs> and i even i remember picturing the energy kind of like flowing away from us and white light protecting us and we eventually got back to sleep and the rest of the night was was quite calm. So that's my story. Now, please do not take this, my experience, as a deterrent. That is very out of the ordinary and mostly because of my, my fault, what I did, what I said before going to sleep. You could take it as a lesson and just don't do that. Uh, But staying in haunted places definitely gives you stories to tell I am a huge fan of it. I will That wasn't the last time, you know, I'm gonna continue doing it Face the challenge go to the most haunted places face it and come out with an amazing story. I highly recommend it Okay, that's it I'll eventually be doing up a new strange news segment for the ghost guy Daniel YouTube page I'm just working on that So yeah, I'll get that up as soon as possible. I'm not sure right now what I'm going to talk about on the podcast next week. Uh, Let's call it a surprise. But thanks for listening, everyone, and talk to you next week.